hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Hello, episode 336 of Your Tech Life, coming your way down your earbuds or through your car radio. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for setting it to automatically download if you've done that. I know many do and I appreciate it and um, it helps because, hey, that's what we're here for. Here to help you if you've got a question about technology, a problem with technology, doesn't matter at all, uh, get in touch. Go to the website eftm.com.au and um, always happy to try and help you out if I can. You need to be available for a quick call and a chat, but um, absolutely get you on the show and help you out. It's uh, always fun to help people with their tech problems. We um, have a lot to talk about on this show. We have a couple of people with tech problems, including websites, domain names, and uh, Windows 10 upgrades, which has been uh, even more prevalent in my talk radio um, calls over the last few weeks. Lots of people asking about Windows 10. And um, we want to talk about uh, end of financial year and PC buying advice. Um, I'll get to, to Andrew McLean from Intel a little later in the show, and we'll talk about what to look out for when you're in the market for a new computer. We will also talk to one of the lead engineers at Dyson about that Dyson supersonic hairdryer. I mean, what I want to know, and I will ask, how long's he known about it? Because, you know, you think about $50 million or something like that been spent on the development of this product over many years. I mean, how long is that? Is it four years? Is it three years? How, like, how long are you got to keep that secret about a new product? Samsung Gear 360 pricing is out. Netatmo, the uh, unbelievable weather station for your home that's fully connected is um, a very cool thing i'll tell you about the huawei p9 pricing is out vodafone's got a great deal for new customers and telstra's getting into the smart home all that plus your calls and uh helping you on here your tech life that's the name of the show let's get cracking let's get techie it might sound crazy what i'm about to say Your uh, reviews on iTunes, if you're uh, listening via another app, just fire up iTunes just for once. That's all you've got to do and uh, jump in. Find Your Tech Life in the podcast section and leave a review. Uh, the most recent one, I think I haven't read this out yet, is Dish. He says, love the podcast, listen every week, very informative, and my knowledge of technology has improved because of listening. That is awesome. Good job, Trevor. Thank you, Dish. Uh, appreciate the five stars. Appreciate your uh, your listening. I appreciate your downloads, and I uh, appreciate the people that have uh, bought their EFTM battery pack, the power bank uh, that is uh, available. If you just go to EFTM.com.au, scroll around, look look through the tech section, and you'll find the EFTM EFTM portable power bank, forty four hundred milliamp battery. It'll charge your phone a couple of times, and it's uh, forty five bucks including postage. But let's be honest. Um, that's just here to support EFTM. I just, you know, if you want an opportunity to support the podcast, the website, that's a way to do it. Um, because um, if we sell them, then I'll just buy more. Uh, literally, I'm just going to buy more stuff. 
If I sell them all, I'll buy more stuff. That's the cool thing. Um, and thank you for the, to the people that have uh, here on Your Tech Life. <music> you remember at Mobile World Congress in Barcelona in March, you were there with me through, through the years. Um, Samsung announced the Galaxy S7, the S7 Edge stuff, all the new phones. And they announced the Gear 360 camera, the 360-degree camera with little ball, two lenses, little tripod, very cute little thing. We haven't heard anything about it since. It's been months now. And finally today we got availability and pricing. And surprise, 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 surprise. Um, It's in stores now. So you can buy the Gear 360 right now in stores. It is $499, which isn't bad, to be honest, for a 360-degree camera. Um, but it does purportedly, according to the specs, only work with Samsung Galaxy phones. So I need to understand that. I need to play with it. I need to give it a good test. I will do that in the weeks ahead. Um, but if you are holding on for the Gear 360, a cracking little product is now available. Um, and it really, it creates a massive ecosystem for Samsung. They've got the, <clears throat> the the phones, which are very powerful, beautiful screens. They've got the Gear VR, great headset, which takes the phone. And now you've got an ability to create content. So you're not just viewing content, you're creating content. And they're really trying to create the end-to-end experience for uh, 360. So look forward to seeing how that develops um, over time. But uh, yeah, the Gear 360 available now. If you're interested, check it out. Um, you'll find it at the big stores and uh, obviously the Samsung Experience stores too. Uh, we do it all thanks to the good people at Alcatel and Garmin, and we'll tell you about them shortly. The Alcatel Go Play, though, available now at Big W for $299. This is the shockproof, waterproof, dustproof smartphone. Um, funky colors, looking good. It's a, uh, it's a great little smartphone, um, Android uh, smartphone, 5-inch screen, 8-megapixel rear camera, running Android 5, 4 gigabytes of uh, memory on board with expandability. Um, a great little smartphone, just $299, and as I said, shockproof, waterproof, dustproof. So everything you'll need in a smartphone is right there with the Alcatel Go Play. Um, unbelievable for people who are active and uh, love their water and their their beach and their sand and their dust, but also people who um, maybe have kids and they're a little bit clumsy because the uh, shockproof nature of this thing will make it last longer. Just $299 and available now at Big W. Check it out at... Uh, Big W's website, the Alcatel Go Play. Now, my challenge with this next product, I've been talking about this week on the radio, and it's on the website, uh, eftm.com.au, the Netatmo Ultimate Home Weather Station. I love it because it's awesome, but then I get asked why. So let me tell you about it first, and then maybe you can tell me why. Um, but this Netatmo is a $299 weather station, and that's expensive for a weather station, but it's fully connected. The base station sits inside your home. It's connected to your Wi-Fi network, and it then is able to upload air, all the real-time information to the cloud. The in, in um, inside module, which is connected to your Wi-Fi network, has um, uh, is detecting the temperature. It's detecting the CO2 levels, the sound levels, a whole range of things. And then there's an outdoor module that comes in the starter pack which you kind of hang outside in the shade because you shouldn't put a thermometer in the open sunlight um that's my information anyway because then it says feels like looks like in the shade uh anyway and that gives weather uh, temperature information very cool super connected and then there's attachments you can get a um a wind gauge and a rain gauge now this is awesome i've never had rain information at my house ever but um 
Yeah, the uh, the wind gauge and the rain gauge allow you to have real time information uh, about the um, about the weather at your home, and um, you can check it on your smartphone. Now, let's be honest, you've got to be a real weather nerd to want that, don't you think? Um, and that's the question people asked me on the radio was, well, why? Uh, and the the fact is, I think some people really, really love knowing their the weather in their own home. The um the cool thing is the um the data is then also shared collaboratively in the cloud. So essentially you can have your information forming part of a huge global weather network. Now I've been using this. I've been doing the to your wee weekend radio show on um Sundays, midday or six PM. Please tune in. For the next couple of weeks I'll be there. Um and I've had the weather map up from the Netat- Netatmo and other sources. And it's, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of temperatures across the city um, as opposed to the, you know, six or ten sites that the Bureau have. Real-time weather at your fingerprints, fingertips. It's awesome. So, look, it is a touch expensive to get into, but as a product, it is sensational. Now, next week or the week after, I'll tell you about a second product they've got, which I haven't published yet, but it's called the Netatmo Welcome, and it is awesome but um I'll, I'll tell you about that later but um yeah unbelievable little little uh, set of weather station products here for the weather nerds well worth checking out it'll be at australian geographic stores from uh from july so in a couple of days pop into your australian geographic stores and check out the netatmo weather stations and you can read the full review up at eftm.com.au <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you've got a question about technology, a problem with technology in your life, just get in touch. Go to the website eftm.com.au and we'll uh, try and get you on the show. Uh, G'day, Vince. G'day, Trevor. What can I do for you, buddy? Mate, thank you for calling me back. Um, Look, uh, I'm looking, I want to, I know you've covered it a number of times in the past, but I'm wanting to set up a website Mm -hmm. and and domain, etc. I'm just... uh, Bit fluffy on the circumstances of how to yeah. go about it. And, and and have you got a website at all now? You've got nothing. You've got nothing. So that's a great. You know what? It is a great question, and it's never. I don't think it's it's ever the sort of thing you just park and assume people know. Uh, we should talk about it as often as possible because a lot of people just don't realise how easy it is in many cases. But also some of the tricks and concerns uh, of you know getting it done. Um. One of the challenging things is, is first and foremost finding someone to do the bulk of the work for you, depending on how much you want to do. Most people don't want to build their own website, let's be honest. Um, so, you know, you're actually going to need to put some money behind it, and that's that's an important thing to do. But first and foremost, get a domain name. Now, <clears throat> think of it this way, and it's critical to think of the domain name, so the .com.au, as being completely separate to the website itself. Because one of the tricks is a lot of the web companies will want you to buy the domain name through them because they'll make a profit and all that kind of stuff. But really, you you can be quite independent. You can go and register a domain name now through GoDaddy or through Melbourne IT. A bunch of companies sell domain names. So buy a domain name, you know, spend some time searching, finding one that suits your business. If you can't get the exact business name, find one that's easy to say over the phone because you're giving it out as an email address and those kind of things. Find the domain buy the domain and keep every bit of paperwork about what you bought because the hard part is once you own the domain 
you will then need to bring it into action at some point, and that requires things like login details to change this and that, and that will happen over the course of the next little while when you start setting things up. Um, The first thing I'd do after the domain name is actually email. I would go down that path first, Um, and I've said before my my recommended option there is Google. Um, Google have a thing which I think they used to call Google Apps, but now they call Google at Work or Google Work. But essentially, it's a paid version of Gmail. And what you do is you you sign up. You say, I want to pay my $5 a month, or I think I pay $10 a month, and I get a lot of space and data and all that. And and then it says, do you have a domain name or not? And that's when you say, yes, I do. And then it'll give you those first instructions on what you need to do and the questions you need to ask of the people you bought the domain name from. But you know, within a short space of time, you will get that working so that I can send you an email that is... You know, Vince at Vince'sBusiness.com.au. And that, you know what, mate, that's a big hurdle to get over. And it'd be a pretty big thing to tell your clients, don't you reckon? Yeah, yeah, I think that's spot on. Yep. So so once you've got that, great, you've got a domain name. Great, you've got email working. You can stop promoting Big Pond or whoever it is when you're giving out your email address. Then you need to find a website. Now, there are two parts to a website. The first part is the hosting. That's where the website lives. That's the computer that it sits on and that you, you pay for that per month. Again, GoDaddy, um, Web Central. There's a lot of different companies that do it. And to be honest, even though GoDaddy is seen as this kind of brash, um, you know, upstart kind of company, they're pretty darn good in terms of user-friendly interface. The only thing you've got to be careful of with someone like GoDaddy is they're continually trying to sell you something else. <laughs> so you sign up I'm to the you. you know, the basic plan, and they say, do you want this as well? Do you want this? No, I just want the thing I asked for. Thanks very much. Um, and so if you sign up for not their bottom plan, but you know, somewhere in the middle um, that's getting you the right kind of action, then, then you'll be okay. But you don't need to do that before you find someone to help you with that design. Now this is this is the most expensive part. The, the domain name should cost less than a hundred bucks. The email is pretty much free, but it's a monthly subscription. The website hosting is a monthly cost. Now you'll pay anything from fifteen dollars up to three hundred dollars, depending on how much traffic you've got. I would think that a budget, if you were you know doing your budget for next year, I would think if you set aside fifty to a hundred dollars a month, that would be absolutely plenty for the average business hosting. Then really, you've, you've got to find someone to design it for you. Now, you might find someone in the local paper. You might find someone online. You might ask a couple of your friends. I, to be honest, think word of mouth is most likely the best option because you'll you'll be able to ask people, how hard was it to get going? Are they responsive? Did they listen to you? You know, those kind of things. Um, A very hard thing to do, though. It's probably going to be the most time-consuming part is finding someone to help you design the website because, really, the question is, what do you want? What do you want the website to look like? What's it going to do? Do you know that now, Vince? Uh, yeah, well, it's just yeah, basically a place for contact for me, yeah. Yep. Rather than and is it very is, pages, is yeah. it just a um, is it uh, I, you know back in the day and I'm talking 15 years ago when we when I first started designing websites and kind of selling the service it was a pamphlet you know you had the threefold out pamphlet and we'd say we can give you this but it can be updated without you know having to reprint every pamphlet and that. You know, you just said yellow pages ad. If that's really all you want, mate, you are looking for the most basic website of all time. And that's that's what you need to do is think about three three simple pages. The home page, the contact us page, and the about us page. Now I don't know if there's a products page as well. I don't know what your business is, but 
If you think about those things and sit down with Microsoft Word and type out what you'd want on there, don't go light. Yep. Talk about Use words because you're not restricted by, you know, a small column inch in the yellow pages. You can write whatever you want. All right? Take a bunch of photos and then actually you're looking at a very, very simple website design if that's all you want, mate. And, and it shouldn't yep. cost you very much at all. Yeah, no, just need to be simple. I've got a full book. I just need it for a place where people can go and find me if, when they need me, yeah. You know what people are doing to find you? They're just Googling you, right? Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, whereabouts are you located? In Canberra. You know what? Canberra is probably the perfect place because I reckon Canberra's got a mix of, you know, the high end that would be doing government work um, and some really simple, small, like, digital businesses. Um, and I tell you, I just uh, I don't know that he'll have a recommendation, but... Track down Mark Parton, used to do breakfast on 2CC, um, yep. now runs a little consulting called Parton, I think it's called Parton Me, um, and oh, he's, I think he's overseas at the moment, but track him down the next few weeks, he runs a you know digital consulting business, just tell him we spoke and, and ask for a couple of recommendations for website design, I'm sure he'll be able to help you out. I think the local knowledge is going to be the key, because you don't want anything fancy, and just go in saying to them, you know what I want? I want a static Static is key because it means you don't want anything fancy. It doesn't need to change. It doesn't need a product database. You want a static pamphlet website, and that's all you yeah. want to get done. Mm-hmm. Easy. Keep it simple. Yeah, Keep it simple. Good. You want them to design it. You want them to create it so that you can just then go to GoDaddy, get a bit of hosting, pay you 20 bucks a month or something, and upload the site, and, mate, you'll be blown away. And I look forward to getting an email from you with your new email address and your new website. The way you've just said it sounds so easy, Trevor. Well, good news. It's in a podcast, so you can listen back. Uh, and also, you, you can email me anytime. I'm happy to help you through it. If you get stuck and someone says something to you that you don't believe or you don't understand, get in touch, mate. I'll sort it out for you. Mate, you're, you're terrific. Thank good you on you, much, mate. Trevor. Thanks for getting in touch. Thanks, mate. Bye now. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your Tech, Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 336, Your Tech Life. My name's Trevor Long. You can get in touch anytime you like. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Want to have a chat about anything technology in your life? Happy to help you out. Get you on the show. We'll have a chat. Now, it is literally the 11th hour of the financial year. In fact, it's the 11th hour and the 55th minute, if it's a 12-hour race. I don't understand that analogy, um, of the financial year. But there are still people who probably look at the bank balance, think about their tax, and think, well, hang on a minute, maybe I need something new. Maybe this computer here in front of me should be replaced. So now's the time to think, rightio, Officeworks, Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, wherever you want to go, there's computers everywhere, and they're very easy to buy these days, and they'll be very willing to sell them to you. So I thought we'd talk about what kind of things to think about at this time of year and all times of year with Andrew McLean from Intel. G'day, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, very well. How are you? I'm very well. I've got to be honest, I am in this situation. My wife is somewhat complaining about her computer, and she knows the rules. She gets the hand-me-downs. I get the new computer. That's okay. Good deal in my house. But I guess the question really for people is, is now a wise time to be buying, or is it just a, an advertising thing that gets us thinking we've got an impulse buy right now? There's, there's definite benefit in terms of tax terms of getting something new now. Oh, de- definitely. There, there's benefits, and, and uh, I'm not a financial advisor, so I won't give financial advice. No. But uh, c- certainly, if you if you look out there in the market, Trevor, um, you know, there's lots of pretty hot offers from all the 
major PC companies and all the major PC retailers and resellers as and, well. And the offers aren't uh, something they just come up with ad hoc. I mean, they work with people like you, the the um, the distributors, you know, the big brands. They're working with those uh, retailers to try and, you know, get uh, foot traffic, let alone sell units. And there's a reason for that because uh, a new computer actually can make a big difference to your productivity, can't it? Well, it can make a huge, huge difference. And and if you, I guess, what people are comparing is what they've got at home that might be sort of four or five years old. And uh, if you look at, even if you're looking at notebooks right now, and you're comparing to what's available on the shelf at, at, at very reasonable price points relative mm. to what they might have at home, um, you'll find from an overall speed of the computer or the process of performance, you'd be looking at about 250% improvement or two and a half times faster than what was probably at home. And, and if you look at the battery life, and this is a real key one, and, and if you talk to a lot of people buying computers about what are the things that really matter to them, one of the real bugbears is battery life. And, and, and I think we're, we're kind of used to that now because you know with mobile phones, we care about battery life. And and you know, with other appliances, we think about it. So, so for PCs and particularly laptops, um, that becomes a big deal. So you're looking at probably about a 350% improvement. So that's three and a half times better yeah. than the, 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 the laptop you've probably got at home now. And then, then it's about, well, how quickly does this thing turn on? You know, so how, you know, I hit the button and I don't want to be waiting around and making a cup of coffee. I want to get straight into it. So you're looking at probably about a 400% improvement there in how fast the device actually wakes up. So what I'm talking about here is like a 6-gen or 6-generation Intel Core processor type um, yep. notebook compared to something that's four or five years old. And then so you've got all those added features uh, as far as performance is concerned. Hmm. But then you start looking at things like, you know, what are some of the additional things you get out of Windows 10, for instance? Yep. You know, Cortana, where you can actually talk at the thing and, and it actually you know, responds to your commands. You know, you've got new types of browsers for the internet where you can start using uh, optical recognition for, for logging onto the computer yeah. as well. So there's lots, lots in the new devices that, that, that wasn't there five years ago. And that's the thing that I think people probably don't fully understand. And I've had this conversation with Kate and Anna and others at Intel where the, the Intel Core i3, i5, i7 is something that I've talked about for many, many years now. And uh, it's a very easy thing to talk to people about in terms of what they need from the machine and what they should be looking for. But one of the conversations people need to be having is that generation thing. And is it a sixth gen? Because that's the latest. And, you know, as yep. the generations go back, there is performance incremental improvements every single year, which are quite phenomenal. And when you compare it to, as you say, a five-year-old machine, it's it's unbelievable. But it's a challenge, isn't it? We've got to make sure people are asking the question about what, they, what they're getting when they buy it, because there are deals out there still for older machines. You want to try and find, you know, be be well informed, and that's where we say the best in the best inform in the best we can give you in terms of being informed is to say the latest generation processor is the Intel Core series sixth generation um, with yep. your i3, your i5, your i7, and if you're looking for those things, you are going to get today's performance, today's productivity, and that's going to last you those many years again. Well- well, and that's, that's, that's the key point is spend as much as you can and get the best processor you can. Yep. It'll really make the world a difference. And if you look at the price delta on, say, a weekly basis, it's mm. very, very small over the life of the product. Yeah. 
And, and, and you've got to think about not what I'm going to do with it just today. I think, well, what am I going to be doing with it in 18 months' time? And the, the, the speed of change of what we expect our, our computers to do is, is incredibly rapid. So you've got it's like buying clothes for kids. You know, you've got to you've got to, think you've got to sort of try and anticipate. Well, hey, where where are they going to be in 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 the next twelve months? And you know, can I get a little bit more uh, life or wear out of the the product? But yeah, you absolutely have to do that. And and you know, some of the advice that I would give, um, you know, one is get the best you can and and and, and try and 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 you know, if you can look at other parts of the product, you know, of the of the notebook, for instance. I'll give you an example. Mm. Some people say, well, I've got to get the biggest hard drive I can. Well, the reality is, is you probably want the fastest hard drive you can get yeah. and because a lot of people now are buying external hard drives because they don't want to keep all of their memories just on their laptop. They want to back it up. So you don't necessarily need a monstrous hard drive on your system. You can mm. put that saving towards getting a better processor. Um, you also you know, look at things like, you know, Sometimes people will be asked to buy discrete, you know, devices with what they call discrete graphics cards. Yeah. And things like Intel Iris graphics that really match about 80% of the graphics cards that are on the market right now. So look at smart ways to look at, you know, how, how can I really maximize the processing performance? Because that really is the brain of the, of the computer. Mm. That's the thing that's going to give you the headroom for the future and the things you want to be doing in a year's time or 18 months' time. So really look at ways that you can sort of maximise your investment. And um, I think that the other things I'd be looking at, I think touch is incredibly important. Oh, wow. You know, um, using a laptop, it's been very interesting to me. I've, I've got, I, I get a lot of laptops to play with. It's great. Um, but, yeah. you know, my daily driver hasn't had a touch screen of, uh, yeah. over, over many years. And I've been using um, a couple of devices of late that have a touch screen. You know, I used a thing called the Razer Blade Stealth, you know, a really beautiful Ultrabook, you know, with a Core yeah. i7 processor. And I'm, yeah. I'm just revolutionized. I now am touching the screen of computers without, you know, realizing they're not touch screen. You don't realize it. You yeah. don't realize it until you don't have it. And then, and then, then you feel a little bit stuck. And, and the other thing, uh, you know, two-in-ones is the same fastest growing category of devices. Um, so this is something that can, you can use like a laptop, uh, like a full laptop, yeah. or you can use it like a tablet device as well. But two-in-ones, if you get one with a pen, it really comes alive. So if you've got what, you know, Windows 10, you've got a two-in-one and a pen. And then one other thing I'd, I'd, I'd just you know, put a shout-out to is um, a product called uh, Microsoft OneNote. Uh, and I know that a lot of business people like me, it's been a real revelation to me. Um, it's also, um, I know a lot of teachers are using OneNote as well. Mm. But that that really brings um, a two-in-one device to life, particularly using a pen. So I, I'd, I'd have a good look at that as well, Trevor. Yeah. I think you know, these two-in-one devices are just absolutely fantastic. And look, your core advice sounds, and I'll be honest with you, it sounds like we're trying to get people to spend more money on computers, but the idea of spending as much as you can is not a way to say spend more than you can or more than you should. Um, the yep. fact is that most people go into a store with a budget in mind. They go in thinking, I've got $1,000 or I've got 1500 yep. or I've got 800 And yep. what you do is you can very quickly filter. And the beautiful thing about all of the companies, whether it's the Lenovo's, HP's and Dell's of the world or the JB's, the Harvey's and the Office Works. Their websites let you do this. You can say, you know what, my budget is this. 
And yep. then from there, you can sort by anything from popularity, um, you know, price highest to lowest. And that's when you can say, and I say this to people, you know, I, I look at a JB Hi-Fi website, for some reason is my go-to. And when people say, give me a laptop advice, and I go, how much do you want to spend? And they say yep. 800 to 1000 And you, you narrow that window. And there's not a lot there, but it's a very easy then to compare two things against each other and say, well, that one's got a Core i5, that one's got a Core i5, but the, the one that's more expensive has has a solid-state hard drive, smaller capacity, but the other one is a bigger capacity, but it's a slower hard drive. So it's very yep. easy. Once you do the first range filtering on price, you can very quickly start to find a machine that will suit your needs. Yeah, but, but even you look at these prices now, I mean, what you get for the money is just exceptional value. Yeah, it is. It really, really... I mean, this is a very competitive market in Australia. All those computer manufacturers work really, really hard to bring value to to customers, mm. and uh, um, yeah. But but think about how much use you get out of that device over the life of the product, and mm. you know, a little bit more on price um, gives you a lot better performance, and um, you know, re- really, um, that's that's the way customers should be thinking. But having said that, I mean, you can get everything from an Intel Celeron to an Intel Pentium right up to the core family of processors from Intel, so Core i3, Core i5, Core i7, um, there's something for everyone there. We absolutely understand that uh, everyone will have a budget, but you, you can be guaranteed a great value if you buy something with Intel in it. Um, and, and the one thing I just want to also say, Trevor, is, yep. is it's really interesting because a lot of business people are planning to buy it this time of year. Mm. And you know, it used to be a time when the business notebook was kind of old and dowdy yeah. compared to like the consumer models. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, the, the sort of commercial grade offerings that are coming through now that I think all small businesses should be looking at uh, from people like HP. So they've got a thing called the Elite X2, which yep. is a two-in-one. Yep. You've got the Lenovo ThinkPad X1 Yoga and things like Dell mm-hmm. Lat- Latitude 12s. Don't um, get me started on the X1 really Yoga. beautiful wow. devices. That is Beautiful a stunning device. device, yes. Yeah, you and, don't, and, you don't, you so don't need it, to have a consumer so level, yeah. People can have like, mm. really, really lovely stuff as well, and uh, there's just so much choice out there for, for customers right now. Yeah, there's one really place is. that must be very cool, and that must be the product area of Intel's little head office where they just must have one of everything, and it just would be overwhelming to see the amount of yeah. actual range that's in the market because even, even one retailer doesn't have it all. That's just not the way it works, no. so... Just well, stunning. another good point, Trevor. I mean, and, and th- yes, yes, that does happen at Intel. We do get to <laughs> sample a bit of everything. But um, I think it's really, really important for, for customers to do their research, particularly online first. Yep. Um, it just helps you a lot for when you get into the store and you want to have a good conversation with a retail salesperson there. But there's so many websites that you can go to, obviously the Intel one, but, you know, there's all of the PC manufacturer ones and a lot of third-party ones and ones like yours as well, where they can really go and get great information. And do your research up front. Um, it'll, it'll save you a lot of time when you get in the store. Yep. Going informed in store is probably one of the best tips you can have. Andrew McLean from Intel. Very good to chat, mate. And uh, we uh, we should chat again soon with uh, with more advice for people. It's always good to keep people informed on uh, on what to look for out there. Thank you for the chat, mate. Thanks a lot, Trevor, and uh, happy end of uh, financial... I nearly said that, and I thought, oh, I don't know, that sounds corny. <laughs> happy <laughs> end of financial year, mate. Uh, good on you, mate. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Now, um, Vodafone have had for some time 
what they call a network guarantee. Now, the network guarantee basically says that if you don't, if you sign up to a contract and within 30 days the coverage isn't great where you thought it would be, whatever it might be, um, that's okay. You can get out of your contract. Simple as that. Now, they've gone one up on that and said, you know what? You don't have to pay for the first month. You don't even have to pay for the handset for the first month. Just hand it back, hand back the SIM card, and you're off contract. No dramas. So if you sign up with Vodafone now, and you don't like it, the coverage isn't as good in your house as the map said it would be, the coverage at home isn't as good as the map said it would be, just take it back. Take the thing back, and they will walk away from your contract. They'll, they'll ensure that you get your money back for anything you've paid for the smartphone or the plan. Money back guarantee. I think that's really bold from um, from Vodafone, and it's just another example of them you know, putting their money where their mouth is because they struggle with the whole network thing. People are really still hanging on to the whole Vodafone thing, despite the fact that Telstra has been struggling over the last few months. Um, people are still reluctant to even try Vodafone, and that's what they want. They just want you to try. They just want you to try Vodafone. Oh, I think it's really bold of them and good on them. Um, and I, I'm curious to know from people, why don't you switch? Why do you stick with your provider? Even if it is Vodafone, why don't you switch to Optus? If it is Optus, why don't you switch to Telstra? What is it that makes you stick with one over the other? I'd be interested to know your views on that um, because I have very strong views. I've been a Vodafone customer now for several years, and I've said before, that came about because I was bagging Vodafone so much, they said, whoa, whoa, can you try it? And I did, and I've stuck with it. And the reason I stay is the roaming. I make that very clear. If they didn't have the $5 roaming, I'd be switching between Telstra, Optus, and Vodafone all the time. But I travel overseas, I'm very lucky, maybe four, five, six times a year, I need that roaming. So I'm going to stick with my roaming, thanks, folks. Um, So anyway, I'd be interested to know more from you about why you do or don't switch, and you can do that by going to the website, eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Now, I mentioned this on uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech last week. The Huawei P9, the, the phone we, we raved about that we went to Bali to, look, Bali to look at, I've been using it now for a few weeks. Uh, I've published a bunch of photos and uh, my full review on um, eftm.com.au and they have announced pricing. $799. Brilliant. Honestly, in terms of putting value for money into the mix is a very important part of the weighing up of a phone, it's the best smartphone on the market. Because... There are as good, if not better, specs broadly in some Samsungs or the iPhone in some way, but they're over a thousand bucks, eleven hundred bucks. Now there's your other phones that are three hundred, four hundred, five hundred, but they don't stack up to this one, even when you consider value for money. As an overall phone, this thing is impressive. Honestly, I can't imagine someone would be disappointed by the Huawei P9. Um, I have never used a phone as extensively that wasn't uh, my iPhone uh, as I am the um, the Huawei P9. It's sensational. Uh, and finally, the pricing is out and it is $799 and that is fantastic. Great pricing. It'll be on good value plans. Um, I encourage you to check it out. It has the dual Leica cameras. It is a great phone performance-wise. It is a great phone camera-wise and it's just generally awesome. So well worth checking out the pricing now available. And you can check out my full review of the Huawei P9 at eftm.com.au. We do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin. The Garmin Vivo Move is now available. This is the analog watch, right, with activity tracking. Now, I had a look at this today. It is 
very, very nice. It looks just like a normal watch. It's an analog watch. Tick, 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 tick. It looks nice. It's got a few different colors you can get in terms of the bands, in terms of the bezel, everything. There's a nice black version. There's kind of gold version. There's a rose gold. There's white. There's silver. There's a whole range of different faces and bands you can get. But the critical thing here is it's got activity tracking too. So there's a, a move bar on the left and right of the of the face that just light up as you progress through your day. It monitors your sleep. So whether you take your steps in three-inch heels or three-piece suits, the Vivo Move watch gives you the luxury of all-day activity tracking without losing style. The elegant, this elegant timepiece tracks steps and monitors sleep too with an impressive battery that powers your watch for up to a year. The Vivo Move is ready to go wherever you are. This is a cracking little product, honestly. At a glance, the Vivo Move watch face shows your step progress and move bar, but your watch also collects plenty of other data that you can view on your phone or desktop. So it still syncs to your phone. There's no digital display on this. It's all there on your smartphone if you need it. Have a look at this thing. I reckon you'll be very, very impressed. The Vivo Move from Garmin. That's the product. Um, Check it out now. Uh, The Vivo Move is the product. Um, It's coming soon to retailers. We'll have full review up at eftm.com.au shortly. Thank you for listening. Your Tech Life, the name of the show. You can go get in touch anytime you like, eftm.com.au. G'day, Kathy. Uh, hello. What can How I do for you? you? I'm very well. Fantastic. What can I do for you? Uh, I want to upgrade my desktop computer to Windows 10 and take um, advantage of the free upgrade. Yeah. Um, currently have Windows 7. Mm-hmm. And one of the brilliant things about Windows 7 is it, um, it has a DVD maker and movie maker. Oh. And I have made movies for um, the local surf life-saving club of the, you know, the Nipper season for that year over several years and, and other projects like that for school. And, of course, what I've actually read, and this is the reason I haven't upgraded, is uh. because I won't ever be able to look at those again on my computer. I, can, of course, can, you know, save a disc of them, mm. but I can't use what I've already got, mm. and I can't create any more because Windows 10 doesn't have that um, uh, characteristic. Right. Well, there's and a couple so, of things. So, oh, so, sorry, so first basically in, I'm wondering mm. what's out there mm. that's as good as that that I can either purchase or download mm. um, and then upgrade to Windows 10. <laughs> so, and you definitely, you're keeping the same computer. You're talking about upgrading the software. You're going to keep the same computer, right? I'm going to keep the same computer. Okay. So yeah, if you moment, do... The computer's still good. If you do the upgrade, there is a download for what is called Windows Essentials. And that includes Windows Live Mail, Windows Movie Maker, Photo Gallery Messenger, a whole bunch of little things. Now, oh great! So now I just yeah, don't get too excited. That is okay. that is the official word from Microsoft. In fact, if you search on Microsoft Support Community, they say Windows Movie Maker is not supported for Windows 10, but you can still download Movie Maker if you want it. It, it actually says if you really want it. So. There's a link there. You can download it. And then they say to find an app that's designed for creating and editing video in video in Windows 10, visit the Windows Store. And I'm sure there are such apps. But I've got to be honest with you, Kathy. It's it's something – I think it's the fundamental thing Windows needs to get, get right is movie making. Because I've got to tell you, walk into an Apple store and ask them how to make a movie, you'll be blown away by iMovie. 
You know, I can do things on my iPhone that you can't do on a Windows computer. It's embarrassing, frankly. So Exactly. I, I agree. I think that the good here's the thing. Upgrade to Windows ten, do it now because it's free. Download yes. Windows Movie Maker via the Windows Essentials. So just search for download Windows Essentials or download Windows Movie yes. Maker. You'll find very quickly the link. If it doesn't work, if it doesn't look the way you want it to, roll your computer back to Windows 7 and live with Windows 7 until I had this conversation with someone on the radio today. Look, I want you to upgrade to Windows 10 because I think it's great and I think it's better and, and it's free. So do it now. But yes, oh well, I've got a laptop that we upgraded from and you like it? to Windows 10. Yeah, mm. it's fine. And so um, it's, that, that's, it's just a matter of what you're used to. Exactly. And the thing is, though, if that Windows Movie Maker and the and the way that it works for you is so important, and it doesn't work as well as you want it to in Windows 10, hit the Windows key and type Restore, and there'll be a link there to roll back to Windows 7, and just wipe it out. Okay. Just go back. Stay okay. with Windows 7. And you know what? In two years. If and when Microsoft stops supporting Windows 7 with security updates, it'll be time for a new computer. And you know what, Kathy? That's the point in time where I say to you, if movie making is so important and you're about to buy a new computer, you've got two questions for Microsoft. One, have you got a good movie making program? And two, do you want me to buy another Windows computer? Because if not, walk into the Apple Apple store, get yourself a Mac, and you'll be blown away. Yeah, exactly. Look, thank you so much because I've, I've... been looking, like doing net searches, mm. etc., and um, that uh, movie maker and DVD maker that they've got on Windows 7 is, is really quite good. Yeah, well, I hope it's similar, if not exactly the same, but just search for um, uh, Windows Essential Downloads and uh, give it a whirl. Down. Okay, thank you so much. Good I luck. appreciate it. No worries at Thanks. all. Thank you for getting in touch. Ta-ta. And uh, if you've got a question like Kathy about anything in terms of your tech life, including Windows, Uh, Get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 336 of Your Tech Life. Now, I recall a few months ago uh, having a conversation with the people from Dyson about a new product. And it's all very exciting when a new product comes out from any company. But I've got to be honest, over the years, uh, new iterations of the Dyson vacuum have been interesting and very exciting. Uh, Meeting James Dyson and talking about the, the... the hair, the um, the hand dryers that that took over the world. I mean, they they have literally taken over. They're everywhere now. When you think about something that we kind of panned as being, well, it's not a very exciting product. And here he has his revolutionised hand drying. And then the product this year was a hair dryer, but so much more than a hair dryer. I think uh, probably potentially the people at Dyson would feel offended by the word hairdryer because the Dyson Supersonic is is kind of a very new generation of the whole market. Once again, it's taking a completely new look at what was a very common and simple product. But to talk about that more, Adriano Nero is a Dyson engineer, been um, 12 years a Dyson engineer. He's on the line. G'day, mate. How are you? Hello. I'm very well, thank you. Very well. Now, the Supersonic um, is unbelievably revolutionary in the same way that pretty much every other Dyson product is, isn't it? It's a complete rethink of a very common product. That's right. I mean, we uh, we like to take unloved products and, uh, you know, to inject a bit of interest again. I think I think hair dryers are a little bit in that category. 
Now, I mean, the obvious uh, somewhat sexist thing to suggest here is that a, a bunch of blokes sitting around a room coming up with a new hairdryer doesn't seem uh, the go. What, what is the male-to-female split in the team? You've got a bunch of researchers. I'm sure this was a, a long-term project. How, how much female influence was there in the very early stages? I mean, you know, if, if I'm honest, I think the, the split at Dyson, there is still a lot of male engineers. Yeah. In the past few years, we have, we have managed to, I think we've made engineering a bit more sexy again. And so the balance is better. I'd say we've got about 30% of the grads, 40% mm. of the grads we take on are, are girls now. Because so Dyson would a, be, much as an engineering student, yeah. uh, anyone that wants to get into engineering, Dyson has got to be the top of the pops in terms of places to want to work, surely. Yeah, I mean it's, it is. We have a we have a lot of people apply for for jobs. We we make sure that we bring in really good talent all over the world, and we always make sure that we bring in young people as well. So, you know, the grads nowadays they've got a, a very different view and a very different kind of aspect to people mm. like me mm. who are a bit older. So it's important to keep things fresh. Mm. So yeah, I mean it's, it's quite an aspirational place to work, and I'm you know I was very lucky actually. Now even since my bio was written, I've actually been there nearly thirteen years wow. now. So. I've, uh, I've been there a long time and uh, loved every minute. So the, 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 the lovely thing I always want to know, and you probably sometimes you can't say, but I love the idea of a, a radical yeah. new product that has come from nowhere in terms of we didn't know it was happening. It was, you know, secret squirrel somewhere. Yeah. When did you first hear about the idea of revolutionising and recreating the hairdryer? So I was actually, so, so the thing's about been about four years in development. I've mm-hmm. been involved with it for about three. Mm-hmm. But my involvement started when I uh, worked as uh, heading up our motors team in Singapore. Mm-hmm. And so the uh, the motor that's in there, it's called the V9, I actually knew about about three years ago. Mm-hmm. So I was helping to set up production lines mm-hmm. and work on making the motor. And then I then did that for about a year. And I moved into actually heading up the engineering team that took the the product from like a, a concept through to what you see now in the shops pretty and it, soon. Is it like working for the CIA? You can't tell your friends. I mean, you're working on something that, yeah, that is so, so secret squirrel. I don't tell them anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite. It's a bit of a rule that we have, which we, we don't we don't really we don't really talk about it. Everyone's always asking, "Oh, what's next? What's happening?" Mm. And in fact, to to help with that and to to kind of protect our intellectual property, we've even created our own kind of new product innovation building over in the UK in Malmesbury. So there's about 250 engineers going into a special purpose-built area, which is like fully locked down. It's only certain people can go in, and that's I think that'll just help because it, it means that there's less distraction for people that are, you know that are doing the other things. And, and keeps, keeps because that's a really proud thing for a company. You think of Apple, for example, um, you know who had this yeah. reputation for for absolute secrecy uh, up until pretty much the iPhone four. Um, and it's kind of slipped a bit, yeah. and, and I actually think that's that's one of the things where they've lost their edge. Whereas Dyson, you know, you could absolutely argue still have that edge over product development. Here is a product that you've been working on for three years. The company's been talking about for four years, and out of the blue, without any any leaks, any rumours that I saw, there it is. It's a pretty yeah. proud thing for the company, I would well, expect. It's. I mean, the, the only thing that is difficult to control is that obviously we protect everything with patents. 
Yep. And those patents, after 12 months, they do become public. Mm. But often within those, we'll, we'll talk about technology, but you won't really know what the thing will look like. Yeah, right. So it's still difficult to, to know, you know exactly what's coming. So let's talk about um, the technology in this in the Dyson yeah. Supersonic. What I mean, obviously, the V9 yeah, motor is this is the critical thing. That is what's delivering um, the power. But well, I mean, fundamentally, yeah. it's more than just the motor. Really, there's a lot of technology in the yeah. in the sensors and the whole so, whole range going on there. So what, what the, so if I just I'll touch on the motor again. So what the motor gave us was the ability to actually move the the big mass, which is normally in uh, a motor in the top of a machine mm. that can hurt your wrist and hurt your arm. We've actually moved that into the handle. So you know, the motor is only 37 millimeters in diameter. Mm. It spins at 110,000 RPM, gives really really powerful airflow, and so that really helps with the dry time. And so by moving that down, it now feels really light and easy to use. Mm. Um, but in addition to that, actually, we set up a, a laboratory in the early days over in the UK where we studied hair and you know, really got into hair science and understanding what hair dryers do to hair. And so through that research, we, we really found out that it, temperature damages hair. So if you put excessive power into um, the hair dryer, excessive heat, mm. you can damage hair beyond repair. And so actually we've got a thermal control system with kind of intelligent heat control that, that limits the temperature of the air. And we've got a sensor that measures air temperature about 20 times a second, feeds that back into our control algorithm. And, you know, if something was to happen, like you block the airflow, for example, mm. um, you can actually, you, you, well, it will limit the temperature of the, the air so that the power will back down in the heater. So you're not introducing too much heat into the hair. And yeah. I think then that translates well into the beauty world because you don't get the hair damage and you, yeah. you protect the shine that hair has. And that's what my wife says is, so the, is the reason that there's all hair around our bathroom is because she's losing hair because it's been killed by the heat of, of a hair dryer, which is that's why fine. she said to me she, why she doesn't blow dry hair every that often because it, yeah. it kills a hair. So you've got a you've got a powerful motor, you've got super sensors there that are, that are working on temperature, and then am I right, and I yeah. haven't physically held it in my hand, but am I right to say that in some way you're using the, the kind of fan technology in terms of the way it's coming out? It's, yeah. a, it's an open end. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So... So we've got, we've got, obviously, the very powerful airflow takes air through up through the bottom of the machine, through the mm. handle, into kind of the ring at the top of the donut, mm. and out of the front through the air exit, which have a very, has a very focused jet. And then that naturally draws air from around it. So there's like a, a three times effect of, of multiplication. But you'll feel that when you, when you turn the machine on and you, you blow air at your, at your head, you'll feel it's, it's got a really powerful jet of air. Mm. It's quite a phenomenal thing. I mean, you, you think about a product, and I remember James Dyson talking about the, uh, you know, the hand drying, and literally, you know, he's a man that can talk passionately about hand drying, um, and how, you know, this it's a, such a simple problem that had a, a question that hadn't been answered, but it, it's because it's a question that hadn't been asked. And essentially, if you look at it, the hair dryer as is just assumed as it's done. You know, we finished. It was developed, and it comes in different colours now, yeah. and whatever. But no one asked the question. Yeah, that's right. That's all you did was ask the question, that's could right. it be better? Yeah. And so the other thing, I think one of the one of the other nice things about it, it's got a bit of a wow factor with the accessories. So each one comes with like three accessories um, for different styling options, but they're magnetic. And they've also got like a, a double skin. So 
they don't get too hot, you don't burn your fingers. The uh, the magnetic attachment is a it's a nice little feature. I think people really like it when they first use it. Because it's a it's a tough one where you're dealing with warm air. You don't want to burn your hands when you're taking on and off attachments. You don't it's want a simple to burn thing. your hands, yeah. It's unbelievable. So I uh, think I think overall it's, it's and you'll see it, you know, when you use it, you'll see it. It looks really different, it feels really different. Mm. And it looks very Dyson. I think as soon as it was launched, people were like, Wow, that's a Dyson. And, and is that still rewarding? It must be the most rewarding thing, firstly, to see it go, you know, become public, and then secondly, to see people talking about it, using it, their reaction. That must still give you a good tingle as an engineer that, that had something so much that's to do right. with it? That's, nice. that's, a, it's, that's right. It's a nice feeling. I mean, obviously, when you've been close to something for so many years, you can lose a bit of perspective. And, mm. you know, it's been a bumpy ride. It's always very, very challenging to, to create something new and, you know, to create something that no one's ever done before, mm. but it is nice. I mean, I've been in, uh, I've been at the the Valon salon yesterday, mm. um, and there was a lot of satisfied customers in there. They were really, really happy, and they were, they were kind of, they were, they were buzzing, and it, it gives you a good feeling, you know, to make sure to make you know that the people are happy with what you've done, and it's, it's making a bit of a difference for them. It must be great to work at a company that literally invests hardcore in R and D. You know, this is a fifty million dollar development yeah, of a product. It does. I mean, we. I think. I think our current investment overall in R and D is about five million pounds a week. Wow. So you know that's that's a lot of money for for a company, and it's a private company as well. So so James drives a lot of that. He's he wants to reinvest and wants to make sure that that we're working and researching new projects. I think we've got about a hundred research projects going at any one time into new technologies and new things that we're doing, and you know the product of that is is things like you know, items like supersonic. Amazing. It's amazing to think what, the, I mean, again, it's it's probably the thing that'll never come out or it'll be in a book in so many years that we'll, we'll, we'll look back, but it would be amazing to think of the products that didn't get over the line, even though they're probably very, very great ideas, but, you know, for whatever reason, they're just not, and they're just on the cutting room yeah. floor and are amazing in, in, in a company yeah. like that. Well, I mean, I've worked on many things that haven't actually made it out there. I can't really tell you what they are, but it's 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 something you're still learning from those experiences. Mm, mm. So as long as you're taking those learnings into the the machines that do make it out there, actually they they still make it, it still makes a difference. And an idea is never dead, right? A patent is is, is exists. No, the idea may be may be reborn at some point in time for whatever no, reason. It could be that materials or manufacturing wasn't available. Yeah, you're right. So as tech moves forwards, as we invent different materials or new battery technologies or different ways of making something then things do come back. I think sometimes you just, you've got to make sure it's accessible to people and that mm. you can actually make the technology, you know, mass producible. And if, if that's not possible, then you can't bring it to the mass market and you can't really, you can't really sell it as a company because ultimately, mm. you know, for the company to survive, you've got to be able to sell the thing. Well, you've got one of the best jobs in the world and uh, you'd be the, uh, the envy yeah, of many I an engineer, agree, mate. Yeah. And I got to come to Sydney for the, for, right. for a couple of days, which you know I can't complain. No, it's uh, I mean you're you're based in Singapore, right? I am, yeah, I am at the moment. Yeah, it's a very hot and sticky place. Good luck with that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, thank you. Thank All you. right. Well, very here, very great to talk on, to you, uh, Adriana Nero, Dyson engineer uh, for over thirteen years. Thank Unbelievable. You so much, thank you, mate, and thanks for the chat. Thank you. Your tech life with Trevor Long. And just quickly before we go. Um, Telstra have launched their uh, Smart Home Initiative. Now, this is a product or a range of products that are going to come out later in the year. You haven't actually um, can't buy them yet, but critically, you can't buy them at all 
So they've got uh, power points like the Wemos. They've got um, cameras like the Arlo's. They've got uh, thermostats. I don't know who uses those. They've got um, light bulbs from Sengled. They've got a whole range of smart home products. <clears throat> but they're not selling them direct. They're selling them on subscription. So you'll subscribe to the Telstra Smart Home, and for the, what they say is the price of two movie tickets a month, you'll get a little care package. Well, now, if you subscribe to the monitoring Smart Home, you'll get a, a camera and some sensors. You subscribe to the control Smart Home, you'll get light switches and, and PowerPoints. It's actually very, very cool. The idea of subscription over two years means no up, not, not an upfront cost, but you also get the support of Telstra's call centers for installation and, and any problems you have. Um, it's actually a very, very good initiative. I do, though, think they're just dipping into other people's waters, but I guess they're a bazillion-dollar company. They're allowed to do that. But um, I'll be interested to play with it and, and understand how it creates an ecosystem and how open it is. They say it's an open ecosystem, but... It's not open until I can fully integrate my Belkins and my Netgears. Now, that's not an open ecosystem, but it's a it's an open, um, playable ecosystem because it has IFT uh, compatibility, and anyone that knows IFT, the IFT, this, then, that uh, system, unbelievable. So very cool stuff coming from Telstra. I'll be interested to know whether you've seen it and what you think, but um, let me know what you've seen. Uh, I look forward to playing with it later in the year, but uh, for now, we, we can only dream of it. And if you were in Melbourne at the Tech and Gadget Show, I'd love to know whether you saw it and had a play with it. You're listening to Your Tech Life. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your Tech, Tech Life with Trevor Long. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Uh, do get in touch anytime you like. I am here every day. No, I'm on Twitter every day, tw- at Trevor Long. I'm on 2UE on weekend afternoons on Sunday, of, uh, midday till 6pm. Listen in if you can and phone in if you want because it's live radio and I need your help. Otherwise, I've got to talk for six hours. I'm also um, uh, filling in for the duck on The Great Escape uh, this Friday and next with the Bowen. Uh, my good mate Chris Bowen and I will do The Great Escape, the old caravan camping and four-wheel drive show on 2UE, uh, 3 to 6 p.m. this Friday and next. So a lot of radio coming up and a lot of fun. And for the next two days, I'll be on a road trip. Stephen Fennick and I are taking a Mustang-fueled Sony Xperia experience. We're going to test the X-Series phones from Sony um, on a little road trip up to my mum's pub, I'm going to shout him dinner up at mum's pub, and we'll uh, we'll test out the Mustangs, the Xperia X smartphones, and we'll see how they stack up against each other. Um, at smartphones, uh, look forward to your company next week here on your Tech Life for episode 337. Thank you to the good people at Alcatel and to Garmin for their ongoing support, and to you for uh, whether you've left a review, whether you've bought an EFTM power bank, or whether you've just kept downloading. I appreciate it all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Back again next week. 